Welcome to Podcast Open Mic. This is our episode number 43. I think that's right. And uh, I'm your host, Lorenzo. And with the with me in the studio, I have uh, Leah Morrison. Hi. Hi. <laughs> okay. And we're all... We still have the street construction going on, so we're kind of boarded up all around, so it's kind of strange. So we have the AC going, but it's off now. And... Um, Tell me a bit about yourself. Um, me, wow. Yeah. Um, I was born in Pennsylvania, um, and I lived there for 18 years. Um, and then when I graduated high school, I went to college at the Evergreen State College in Olympia, Washington. Okay. Um, and my first year there, I had a job where I was responsible for three and a half million dollars. Um, it was a biennial budget, so I actually um, I had to approve a budget for uh, a radio station called Chaos. That's like a oh, college I'm radio station, okay. and then uh, like a gymnasium and a children's center, um, and like a restaurant, and then everything that happened on campus that wasn't class. Um, so after that, I dropped out because it felt weird, and. Um, I, for a little bit, I worked at a recording studio called A4 in Olympia, and then um, I left and I came to Maine for the first time to see my dad, and um, I started kind of living transient. Okay, and you do point. a lot of walking, you were telling yeah, me. Yeah, um, so April 3rd, I had, um, well, I mean, like, April 3rd was kind of like, the day I had a miscarriage, but there was like some before and after. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. And then, so April 13th, um, I was in the car with um, my partner and his friend, and um, his friend said something that upset me, and we were right next to the train tracks, and I had been hanging out with um, train kids trying to figure out how to hop a train. And I was like, hey, could you let me out of the car? And uh, they let me out of the car, and I had all my stuff with me. Um, and so I was going to um, live in the forest in Asheville until this guy came up to me, and he was like, hey, I just want to let you know um, three black bears live in there. And so because I was near the train tracks, I just waited and waited, and I hopped my first train, went 130 miles, and then started walking, um, essentially to the east coast and then up um and i got to portland in the end of june wow yeah but i spent some time in um new york and i saw a friend in philadelphia it was neat yeah so are you like riding in a box car is it um i crawled up into um it was carrying sand so there was like sand in my eyes and stuff yes and I tried to get in some other cars while I was in Charlotte that were carrying grain. Um, and I was in this little, like, really, really small space. Like, I couldn't stretch out entirely in any format. So I was, like, fully kind of crunched. And I had read that, like, um, the way that freight trains work, they don't go on a set schedule. So you could be waiting, like, two and a half days before you get on a train and it leaves. And so I was on a couple other trains that only went, like, a few miles or like to the other side of town and that was when I um, I kind of stopped doing it and just started going by foot um, and 
I caught some rides, but I learned kind of quickly that hitchhiking is not um, the safest. Yeah, I, I did yeah. it like 30 years ago. Yeah. I, I think <laughs> the time for hitchhiking has come and gone. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, I met this guy here and he's, I don't know, he he has all white hair and he said that he came from Seattle in January to here and that he hitchhiked, but um, I don't know, like. I feel like he wouldn't have the same problems. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're probably right. <laughs> and you said you walked barefoot? Um, from uh, Baltimore to outside of Boston. Wow. I have and trouble walking my driveway barefoot. Yeah. Well, oh. I did the um, Connecticut Appalachian Trail barefoot, and, like, people were suspicious of me um, because I didn't wear shoes and because I didn't have gear, and everybody was... Um, you know, because I've lived outside for a while, so everybody, I guess, leaves their work life, takes off, and then goes on the Appalachian Trail with these backpacks with all these things yeah. that they tell you that you need. And so, you know, I'm drinking out of the river, and everybody's got these special filtration systems and everything. So, I, yeah, I felt like an outsider. It was it was neat. Oh, it yeah. sounds really ouchy to walk barefoot. Yeah, I... Or do you toughen up pretty um, quick? The things that I think are the worst, um, uneven pavement, small pebbles. Um, there was like, there's like, a, what, roots coming up mm. in, uh, like on the Appalachian Trail, walking over roots was probably the hardest. Um, but then some stuff feels nice on the foot. Um, yeah, I the reason I stopped was because I got a text from my dad that said that he got surgery and he had to get hit an infection on his foot where he had to get like four inches of tissue removed and I was like, well, that's my sign. Like, yeah, I gotta stop doing this. Yeah, cause I, I, I I'm really inspired by monks and then I realized like I was seeing all these monks that weren't uh, weren't barefoot. Like in New York, um, all the monks wore sandals and then like. Um, you know, I saw um, some Hare Krishnas with the, they gave me a thing, and the images were barefoot, but they weren't barefoot. So I thought that maybe it's more a theoretical idea or something that maybe used to be in practice before we had, well, industry. Yeah, it's sort of like yeah. hitchhiking. It was a good yeah. idea back then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tell me about your music. Um, well, I guess... I, I've been interested in music for a while, um, but I guess I started really making music in Olympia, or at least home recording in Olympia. I wanted to write, um, I wanted to write a show about, um, like a kid show host that, um, they were two seasons into a kid show and their ratings weren't quite good enough to get signed on for a third season so mm -hmm. to get the third season contract there was going to be genetic modifications to the kid show host or being my character that would um like progressively um kind of i would take on traits of more charismatic uh historical figures that they would be um kind of splicing my gene with yeah. um so at that time because i was interested with the kid show host thematically i was just trying to write as many songs as fast as possible like trying to beat um i think little b probably records the most um music at the fastest pace like it's not very good 
always, but, um, so, because I thought that if I was writing something about a kid's show host, but it was taking place in the world of, like, in the adult world or in the world of, like, network and, um, like, you know, TV station meeting with, um, professionals, that I would just be able to rhyme offhand, and that was what I was interested in, in music for a while. Um, then I got into, um, just, like, multi-layer home recording, um, because I, I really got into, um, like, soundtrack music mm -hmm. and, um, synthesizer music, and I didn't have, um, the best resources, and then I, um, while I was staying in Asheville, I did a couple recordings with, um, this guy Donovan Punch from a metal band called Soylent Green, um, so he... It isn't metal music, um, it was a Halloween soundtrack, and I did, um, sc like, screaming, or, um, in one of the tracks, I have two different characters. One is a witch trying to, like, suffocate the other person, which is also me, <laughs> um, and I had to do it under a blanket. Uh, he wanted me to do it under a blanket, and we were doing a uh, multi-track recording, so at one point it erased lots of stuff, and I was getting really tired, because like, it was a 10-minute song, and if you multi-track 10 minutes, and then it erases after your like fourth track, you're like, well, I mean, I'm going to be back to doing this in an hour, and I'm like trying to choke myself while singing. Um, but other than that, um, I've recorded with um, a couple other people that are more talented than me that play flute and clarinet. Um, and I got to play this, uh, it's a smaller harp, it's got 22 mm -hmm. strings, and um, I got into <coughs> playing keyboard probably uh, early last year, so I played keyboard and sang, and then uh, what happened is like we all had kazoos and eventually um, we did a five-hour set and eventually it turned into only kazoos. Um, and it was kind of like free jazz, but, um, I don't have the masters to that, um, because I guess the, the people that I recorded it with have, like, had the equipment, so, uh. yeah, so I don't actually have access to that work right now. Yeah, have you completed that first project you had spoken of, the, um, uh, the host? No, I mean, There's like, still a work I, in progress. that's, um, it's something that I did some recordings of and um that exists in the like it exists in some framework and it was also a character that i started using it i started doing stand-up comedy so i started um integrating that character into stand-up comedy but i never really um got too much to filming it like i at one point i was doing these um i was doing the mixtapes for it the quick mixtapes but part of it with the um the genetic modification. So one part of it involved um, Adolf Hitler, and so I was drinking salt water um, and sitting on ice while making the mixtape, and um, I would vomit. And one time I was in costume, and I thought that I was okay because I um, had like made the entire mixtape, and I was walking back to my apartment, and like I shit myself in the street, mm. um, and it got all over my cape and stuff. It was pretty neat. Um, so I, what I do with that, I classify it as performance art and something that um, maybe I've moved past. Um, one more thing that came to mind when I 
thought of that though. I did this performance in New Orleans um, where I found a fire hydrant and um, I took it and I pretended that it was my baby and I dressed kind of like the Virgin Mary and I would go on Bourbon Street and walk backwards and sing at lullabies um, while everybody was getting drunk and people would be like, oh, like, why do you have that fire hydrant? And I'd be like, oh, she's Margaret. She's four months. And, like, I would breastfeed because it, it was on Bourbon Street. Um, and that was, that was fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Probably encouraged there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, I did a couple other, like, I got into a little bit of performance art after that, but that, that one was one musical one. There was another one on Father's Day where I pretended to be my dad. Um, so at first I was like passed out all over New Orleans until three people asked me if I was okay and I was like, all right, that's good. And then I had this rolling chair and I took my keyboard because my dad's a computer guy. Um, and I was holding uh, like a plastic snake in my mouth and a sign that said um, government secrets for $1, kind of like um, kind of like a Spanger's sign, but it was mm -hmm. on a piece of white wood. And then I had my keyboard programmed with a loop so that I could just slam it and that it would make like this pretty noise. So it had like, it had like an organ tone in it. And so I would just like hit it like I was drunk and roll around. Um, and somebody filmed it, but I don't actually have that uh, film, but I could probably find the person if I went back to New Orleans because I really like it there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, great. Well, what are you going to play for us today? Um, it's, uh, well, I yep. don't even really consider it a song because okay. I just, That's um, okay. I just got this instrument. Call it whatever you like. Yeah. So I just got this instrument. It's called nine. Um, nine, like the number? Yeah. Like the number. Yeah. So it's, I, it's something, I don't know if I consider it music. Um, <laughs> no. yeah. I mean, I, um, I, I, I really like, like, um, emotive vocal singing with no words, um, kind of like, I think, Joan LaBarbera or, um, Bread Woman or stuff like that, um, but I, f I feel like for most people, they'll be like, that's really untalented, like, how did you get in there, get in that studio, <laughs> like, yeah, and I write better stuff, like stuff that my mom likes, but this is the stuff that I like. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll call it a piece. How's okay, that? Is yeah. that a good thing? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Great. So you want to grab it? We'll get set okay, up. Okay, yeah. Okay. All right. Let's see. And so the instrument is called a... Um, so it, um, it's called a lyre, but it's also got elements of the harp. Okay. Um, it sort of looks like a guitar without a neck. Yeah, yeah. But with lots more strings. Yeah, and a dead, uh, and a dead seagull. Oh, okay. <laughs> is, is the seagull on your forehead as well? Yeah, I think it's from an adult, um, okay. though. So, yeah. You're wearing a feather on your forehead. This oh, is yeah. Yes, so this nobody is, yeah, this is a, uh, not a virtual medium. So. <laughs> okay. Well, I am excited to hear. All right. So, play your piece.
Okay. So, are you going to be in Maine for a while, do you think? Uh, well, I am. So, I was going to start um, walking to Oregon. Oh, right. That's this. what you told yeah. me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't realize that I was going to be starting on Friday the 13th. And then I'm like, okay, ah. that works. Yeah, because I, um, with this, with this one, because before I had, um, I guess, like, some resources and now I have but now I'm going with like straight up like no money but I have a pan so I'm gonna um fish and like for because I foraged partially um but like now um it's gonna be like straight pilgrimage um because people were calling it a pilgrimage before and I was like well no because you know I was just freaking out uh mm -hmm. and like left and then you know, I, what happened, I signed this contract at the MoMA that said that I would do anything that I, uh, said, um, and I was telling a friend in New Hampshire that I was going to see him, and I was like, well, I mean, I don't have any money, so I should go up and just see him, but now, uh, he has all my identifying documents, like, I don't have an ID either, yeah. so this is, like, my... Uh, my thing, I'm like going as no person this time, which before I had had an ID, so I can go into libraries and use the internet, or like I could go into a food pantry, but mm -hmm. now I'm just like, uh, I don't know. Well, you'll have a podcast now. Yeah, I'll have a podcast. Yeah, I'll be like you. <laughs> yeah, I'll be like you guys. I'm not. I'm not the shadiest drifter. <laughs> yeah. I'm so really usually excited. I ask my, my guests if they have, you know, music. They usually have stuff on, like, band, band camp and, band. you know, stuff like that or online. But I, I, I'm i thinking your music is just wherever you play it, right? Is that yeah, basically it? Yeah, I mean, what I've been moving towards is something where I, um, well, okay. What I will explain is that. I was living in Humboldt County, and I received this message one day that there's a, and this is in a non-religious context, but that there's a difference between uh, music by musicians and music for God. And what I saw that as is like the more, because uh, I also, I, I believe in this like term, which also I put with no specific religion that there's the world of man and the world of God. So these two things are linked. So I have... I have some music on YouTube, oh, okay. uh, but I don't, I'm not the biggest fan of it, and I kind of like, uh, I kind of like um, just doing music in nature, and I think eventually maybe I'll make something of it, like, uh, I don't know, because I look at people like Harry Parch or something, and I think that what he did was really neat, um, and there's, there's some people that do have these recordings of, like, these things that happen um and obviously i just did a recording but um i don't know so if if you wanted some of my music is just uh it, it's on youtube and uh, my name is spelled l-i-a um and then my last name is m-o-r-i-s-s-o-n um but yeah i don't know that's just like some bad home recordings i did through um a 12 year old's broken gaming headphones oh that, uh, that has its charms yeah yeah it was neat um i don't know i i wanted to what i'm moving towards the thing that i really want to do musically is um i want to do a song where i uh am singing until i pass out 
oh. and that that's um, the song, or like Faint. Um, and I told somebody about it, and they were like, oh, that's kind of like uh, Stravinsky's Rite of Spring, um, where the dancer dances until she dies. Um, but it's like, uh, it's a part of a ritual of um, like shamanism, too. So I don't know. Yeah, usually it's okay. dancing. Usually it's dancing, but um, in different formats. I mean, I scream and I make more scary noises. I just I don't know how to like. Well, I think you're one of the more interesting artists we've had here. Okay, so yeah. I, I appreciate you. Yeah, making time for I, us. I have more standard music too that I like share with my mom, and it's like classic songwriting. It's really cute. Like, I I'm like I don't want to make this, but it would be sweet, and she would love it. Like. <laughs> Yeah. Well, that's nice. Yeah. You're a good daughter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, you have a great walk. Be please wear shoes. Yeah, I will this time. Okay, and be careful. Yeah. And, yeah, uh, yeah I'd love to have you on again. Okay, yeah. Well, I can, I can come back because I, yeah. I have a friend here, too, okay. and everything. Yeah, yeah walk on over. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, Leah Morrison, thank you very much. Thank you. Okay. Oh, and, yeah, and if you have something original, I don't know if it can be as original as Leah's stuff, but please get in touch with me at uh, Podcast Open Mic. That's M-I-C at gmail.com. I'm your host, Lorenzo, and we'll talk again soon. <laughs>